0: Welcome to the HR Uprising podcast. This highly practical podcast series explores HR and management hot topics and challenges through conversations with relevant experts and real-life people professionals. Brought to you by Actors Software, our aim is to build a better workplace for people. The HR Uprising is about collaborating and supporting each other to build the confidence and skills to rise up to each challenge and deliver real, lasting business value. You can find out more at hruprising.com or join our LinkedIn community. Now introducing your host, chartered psychologist, best-selling author, entrepreneur and speaker, Lucinda Carney.
1: Hello and welcome back to our virtual people management series This is Lucinda Carney. And as you know, this is our special edition version of um, the HR Uprising podcast. If you are a line manager, don't worry, you're not in the wrong place. This is all about people and performance management, particularly in a virtual world, um, various top tips. But if you're new to the HR Uprising podcast and um, you've not come across this, but you're a people manager, don't be off-put by the name. It's not all about HR topics. If you want to go to see what other topics we've discussed previously which may well be relevant to you do take a look through the back catalogue and the easiest way of doing that is by going to the HR Uprising um, website which is hruprising.com the other thing to do is if you want to download various resources if you prefer to read um, the sort of topics I'm talking about we've got lots of white papers we've got an ebook all on virtual people management and you can download that free of charge at www.actus.co.uk. So we talked about our PERFORM acronym, we covered um, starting off with people first, building trust, we've also discussed the importance, the vital importance of clarity of expectations and this week we're talking about the R in our PERFORM model and R stands for regular review. Now, if you listened last week, you'll know that I referred to the behavioural science evidence which Really underlines and underpins the fact that uh, feedback is vital to high performance, and we need to be prepared to uh, provide people with regular feedback. And I will go into feedback in more detail next week. But first of all, we need to set up the methodologies or the the cadence. Some people use that. High performance isn't something that happens by accident. It's a. It's actually a process, and when we were in the the workplace where you saw people incidentally you saw people every day if i'd said to a manager i said oh do you do regular one to ones one of the most common um one of the most common responses that i would receive is that they would say oh yeah well i speak to my people all the time and you will have that a little bit with uh with managers now working remotely because they may skype people for things now, the reality is, if you are someone who's a line manager and you uh, don't have regular one-to-one scheduled in, but you just talk to people instantly, or you might say, well, I'm really approachable. They can get hold of me whenever they want. I'm not saying that's wrong. But what I would say is, if you drive it yourself, what is it that you're normally asking people to do? What is it that um, if you go in and have that one-to-one, are you and you just stop someone as they walk past your desk or you quickly Skype them? Are you Skyping them to say, How are you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on for you? How was your weekend? How's your family? How's your work life balance? Is that why you're Skyping them? Or is it where you're going, Have you done this? Or how are we getting on with this project? Are you reacting to them in a way saying, Actually, have you done something? So it's tactical, it's transactional, and it's task based. My guess, and don't get me wrong, <laughs> My team listened to this, and I'm just as guilty of that as anybody else. Uh, the reality is, if you don't have relatively regular check ins, and again, going down to personality, I'm somebody that finds routine really, really tricky. So I have to rely on my calendar in order to do this. But having a regular review, ideally, you know, with a routine attached to it, that is one of the best ways to provide the structure that's going to get the best out of your people. And I will talk about that in in more detail um, and explain why it's important to be routine. But the the real key here is it's going to allow you, remember this model here is saying virtual performance management requires us to possibly flip that old style performance by objectives, management by objective style on its head and start with the person. We start by understanding that person, how they're doing, building trust, Understanding what motivates them intrinsically, and therefore, in order to do that and to retain that, we need to create the time to just check in on it. It doesn't have to take huge amounts of time, but if you have a regular one to one with somebody, then at the start of that meeting, you might just have that little bit of chat. And my understanding, and it's substantiated by some of the reading, I read something about. Google surveyed a thousand members of their staff. You may have seen the news that Google have said that they're going to allow people to remote work till at least 2021. Uh, That wasn't just plucked out of the air. They'd actually surveyed their staff and asked people what they wanted. And the interesting thing is a lot of them wanted that more human, regular contact. They did still want that. People can feel isolated. So the regular review, that's really, we're talking about a review meeting. But what fits within that review are all the things that sit in the perform model. So we start with a bit of rapport building, checking that people feel OK, um, understanding any problems dealing with those, building that personal relationship. Then we'll go into expectations and reviewing them, and then we'll go into feedback. So by having that formal, repeatable, let's say monthly, one-to-one, where we are checking in and we've got a little bit more structure... Uh, then we are much more likely to get the best out of people, and we have still have those informal check ins around the edges. So, interestingly, you might feel that you do it, but my experience is that um, regular one to ones, formal or informal, have tended to be a bit of a weakness in many organizations. And it's possible that this new virtual environment could be our opportunity to establish new norms. Now, I've been sharing with you as we've gone through this series, some of the series that we've got from, some of the data, sorry, that we've got from our surveys over, over the last six months or so. Now, we surveyed 140 managers and employees across a range of industries during 2019. And we asked them about the frequency and the type of the one-to-ones that they were having. And the interesting thing was that only 68% of managers said that they were carrying one-to-ones out regularly regularly but even more interesting is only only 51% of employees thought that and so you know as people were talking to each other regularly well, one in two employees felt they had regular um regular one-to-ones there was a disconnect to the tune of about 17% of uh, managers who thought they did and employees who didn't um but only 17% felt that they had a pre diarised pattern of monthly or weekly one-to-ones and less than 10% had an established um, agenda that was documented. So that was in 2019. That was back in the old days, pre so many of us working virtually. Now, there's no reason for us to think that we've suddenly switched because we weren't in the habit of doing it before. And that's my main suggestion here, is this is an opportunity to make sure that you remain connected with your people. It would be possible, in theory, if you're still working remotely, to be like ships that pass in the dark and have very little contact with each other. So maybe this is about getting those things diarised and getting those regular reviews in the diary. So if we want to use these productively, what are we going to include within a one-to-one? And there's a variety of tools and techniques that I'd say that we need to do, and they don't have to be massively formal, but it's not a bad thing to do to... um, to document them to some extent, whether you do it or whether you get your line, your um, individual uh, employee to do it, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have more clarity. One to ones, having those discussions about performance during a one to one is one of the main main opportunities to make sure that our expectations are a relevant and b that people are meeting them, so that you don't have to go through performance management issues, which are painful to everybody, um, and we can discuss later. So we're working remotely. We know that there's limited or no informal visibility to to provide reassurance um, about what people are doing, how they're feeling um, in any way, shape or form. So my recommendation is, why don't you aim to establish a consistent cadence, a routine or rhythm of one-to-ones and check-ins that sit alongside any of the more informal collaboration tech type work conversations? Your one-to-one could be done over the telephone or via video tech, but the most important thing is it's the theme is about supporting the individual. Um, Start with supporting them, supportive, structured and predictable. I'll talk next week about feedback and the week after we'll talk about empowerment, but just in terms of uh, being clear about what could go within the regular review or virtual one-to-one. My suggestion is this is what good looks like. First of all, you it so everybody knows what's coming, ensure you've got a regular cadence, make it weeknight, weekly, fortnightly or monthly at the longest. Make sure you've got some kind of consistent agenda uh, that either one of you can add topical terms to, almost like a meeting agenda, so any other business, but you might add them in advance. Do start with that people first focus and that might take no time might be jam up so if had a great weekend, this does depend on the personality of the individual, or it could take the whole one to one if there's something going on. And do you know what? That investment of time is crucial because if you dem- demonstrate genuine interest and empathy, you can often deal with any concerns. I know it's hard because we've all got our own day job to do, but investing that time up front will pay back your dividends. You need to get the employee to write it up. I think it is worth documenting them. Uh, One of the things with uh, when we talk about managing underperformance is if you get to the point where you've got to tell somebody that they're not doing things correctly or you're correcting performance, you would like to have a trail of that. So if you're getting an individual to document it, that's great. If you're in the habit of documenting one-to-ones, only that shared notes or actions at a high level, not detailed, um, then the beauty of if you're doing that anyway, business as usual, you can correct performance and capture that documentation, which can prevent Performance issues later and it will feel like it's business as usual. I think a virtual reviewer one-to-one, it needs to take, let's say, allow half an hour. It might take a bit longer, but you, I think 20 to 40 minutes is about right. So what are we going to cover? So as I've said, let's start with employee well-being and general morale. Uh, if we know if we've got issues here, it's going to undermine any, any agreements around performance. So we need to understand what could cause underperformance and prevent it then I would go into something about levels of performance or attainment against agreed expectations. So we might have a quick look at our objectives or our milestones or KPIs. Now, that, then what should flow out of that quite naturally is the opportunity to maybe coach the individual or to provide some ad hoc support, positive feedback or recognition. And again, these topics I'll cover in later chapters or later podcasts in this case. One thing that's worth talking to people about is self-development. Um their personal growth. Are they developing, are they learning? Now it's not saying you have to send them on training course or get them to read things, we might. Um, or it might be helping them to think about what can they do to develop themselves, take responsibility. Again, this virtual workplace, people need to be self-managing quite a large extent. So it requires us to be a bit more of a coach. So it does depend on the, the nature of the conversation and actually how important or interested somebody is in their own self-development or has aspirations. But this can be key to talent management. So it's possible that you know retaining talent is going to be harder in this virtual world if we disconnect from them, or if we don't help people see what the opportunities are, or we make talent visible within our organisations. You know, it's very easy for us just to see that person's going to be in this job forever, but no, they are going to have aspirations and they're going to want to work things differently and feel like they're progressing. Um, So it's worthwhile having those conversations about what people enjoy doing, what they might want to do, how they can develop in that direction and maybe encouraging them to pick up some key skills that are going to support in that way. I'm not saying we have to discuss that at every single one to one, by the way, that might be a bit heavy duty, but maybe you might schedule talking about development needs um, or aspirations quarterly or six monthly. Now, You can still be tactical at a one-to-one. I mean, the purpose of a one-to-one is to be tactical. So then it might be more natural to go and start talking about some shared problem solving, some ideas, um, some actions on both sides as to what we need to do to move a project forward. And of course, if there was something where where there was an issue, where there's a performance issue, really important to be clear about what this is, explore ways in which it can be overcome and potentially... Um, agree new parameters, new expectations, and documentation is going to be key. So my tips really in terms of uh, how we get a productive one-to-one and how to, to make get the most out of those is to schedule them in the calendar on a regular basis and honor them. The reality is that if you move, cancel, or are late for a one-to-one regularly, it does send a message to the employee about how much you value them. Obviously, occasionally we can't avoid doing that. But if you're always moving something, particularly at the last minute, uh, then that is actually sends quite a negative message. So diarise them and then as much as possible honour that commitment. I'd also diarise a few minutes of preparation because actually just spending five minutes to think about how can I provide high quality feedback during this one-to-one and that may well be positive feedback because if you're in the habit of giving people positive feedback about what they're doing right, if there's a time in the future where you have to correct them from something, that's going to be much more comfortable and better received. And of course, good quality positive feedback is going to give a bit of a boost that lasts beyond that one-to-one. And you know, when you're not visible, and that's what we need. In virtual work, people need to be energized. They need to. So it's always thinking about that. Um, one-to-one is a way in which you're giving people a shot in the arm of a boost of management energy of support from you you believe in them and motivation we do want the meeting to be motivational and to feel collaborative so you can learn you know make sure you're using open questions and again if you're not comfortable with that if your history is that you're someone who's a bit more directive then now's the time to do a little bit of preparation think about what kind of open questions you might ask somebody and the key with an open question is giving them time to answer it Uh, and show that you're interested in hearing the answer. Please don't ask open questions and then talk over the person because they haven't come up with the answer. That will break trust. If you've got a performance management system like Actus, then um, you can also use the system to document these sort of things business as usual. So it's brilliant to update your objectives, so update progress against milestones, and document any decisions or actions using the one-to-one form or the actions. Now, the benefit of doing that is, of course, when it actually comes to appraisal time, a lot of the work's done. So it means that your appraisal is going to be that much more meaningful. The other key is think about um, making sure that I said, you know, make it half an hour, but be prepared maybe to block an hour out if you like um, for things to run on if they need to, or to schedule a follow-up meeting if you need to talk about something in more detail. Because it might be the individual needs to share points um, that they want to cover and receive coaching. And that can take a bit longer, but the benefit is the, the benefit of coaching someone to have clarity about how they can be self-sufficient really does run on because it saves you time in the long run because they're going to go and deliver without you um, longer term. And of course, these meetings, when you're having these one-to-ones, you're talking to people, it's an opportunity for you to gather examples of where they're demonstrating key competencies. It's one of the things, if you've got a competency framework in your performance appraisal and you know you have to be able to give evidence of people um, demonstrating certain behaviours, It's quite hard to see them remotely unless you start really observing, and I'm saying observing, which is a visual word, but it might be listening, um, listening to examples that people are saying of things that they've done, but noticing behaviours that people talk about or share with you during your virtual one-to-ones. We have to um, be that little bit more observant and alert to spotting these things when we're not seeing people day by day in passing. So those are other tips that I would say that you can use to help make sure that your one-to-ones are going to be productive. Um, do start with the human aspect first. It may take longer on some occasions and less time on others. But the reality is, if you start with the transactional stuff and then uncover a human issue or blocker later, it takes longer to unpick it, and the trust that people feel you want to hear about it may not be there. So start with the human thing, the human aspect of it. Make sure they diaries regularly and really honour those commitments um, to keeping them and have that regular structure and put the onus on the individual to document them or even schedule them. Um, Get them the ones to lead it. You can just be there, show up to coach, but be really present with people um, when you're running it with them. So that's it about reviews, regular reviews. I was talking about one-to-one reviews here. Clearly you can have appraisals or development. There's other types of reviews uh, that you can use the same principles for. Um, Just make sure that they are well-structured. They're constructive. They start with the people first and uh, people know what's expected. They know know to expect what's coming. So I hope that was useful. We're halfway through our management series here on the HR Uprising. Do please, uh, if you're enjoying them, please take a moment to perhaps give us a review on whichever podcast uh, service you listen to us on. Do get in touch if you'd like to. All my details, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and various other Aspects. It'd be great to hear from you if you'd like me to do more of these sort of topics. And also, if you haven't already taken a look, if you think that this is wetting your appetite, but you'd really like some practical help and guidance in developing your people management skills, do take a look at Actus, actuscouk actis.co.uk forward slash people management. Um, look at our training courses because we have got a new virtual people manager training programme um, and again, I'll put the link in the show notes and on hruprising.com uh, because the I might not have got the URL perfectly right there. Um, but we have got a virtual training program. We will keep the groups quite small. So it's not going to be like webinars. We do do webinars with large numbers on, which are visual versions of me taking people through skills like this. And we have got a back catalogue of webinars where I've t- um, touched on various people management activities. So there's lots of content on Actis that you can access absolutely free of charge. Um, If you want to go into it in more detail and work uh, in a small small cohort of people on your people management skills without having to leave leave the comfort of your own home office, uh, then why not check out our virtual people management training program, which is launching in November. So that's it for me. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, do tune in again next week when we're going to talk all about feedback.
0: Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising. Proudly brought to you by Acta Software, the joined-up performance and talent management solution. You can access links to any of the information or resources mentioned in the show via the podcast page at www.hruprising.com. If you like what we do, please subscribe, tell your colleagues, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to the HR Uprising.